the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ukraine claims more than 10,000 have been killed in the city of Mariupol. Uh, The Russians are in retreat, in essence, and now consolidating their positions in the east of the country. New polling suggests Americans believe illegal immigration is getting worse. The Biden administration has established policies that have left our border absolutely poor. Russia may default on its debt for the first time in a century. The Russia will be in default for, for, for perhaps a decade. It's going to be like Venezuela. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, April 12th. I'm Mike Scott. The mayor of the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol says that more than 10,000 civilians have died in the Russian siege of his city. And that death toll could surpass 20,000 as the weeks of attacks and privation leave the bodies of Mariupol's residents in the streets of his city. Meanwhile, European Union foreign ministers are meeting to weigh the effectiveness of the bloc's response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine amid concerns about Moscow's preparations for a major attack in that country's east. The European Union policy chief, Joseph Borrell, says foreign ministry members are meeting in Luxembourg to look for new ways to support Ukraine. We have witnessed what's happening there and the brutal, brutal aggression of the Russian troops against the civilian population. Borrell says there are clear signs that Russia is planning to ramp up its aggression against Ukrainian cities in the eastern part of that country. I'm afraid... The Russian troops are massing on the east to launch an attack in the Donbas. The Ukrainians are very much aware of that. So uh, I'm afraid that the next day the war will increase on the Donbas. In this country, at the Pentagon, Press Secretary John Kirby says Russia is trying to take out Ukraine's air defense system. They still have a lot of their air defense capability available to them. They, as you know, have been asking for more. And so we are working uh, with allies and partners uh, to help uh, to help get long range air defense systems uh, into Ukraine. And Kirby says a Russian convoy appears to be headed to eastern Ukraine. These are the early stages of uh, a reinforcement effort by the Russians in in the Donbass. It's not clear to us how many vehicles are in this convoy, what exactly they're bringing. It it does seem to be a mix of of, uh, of personnel carrying vehicles as well as uh, armored vehicles and maybe some artillery. Niall Gardner of the Heritage Center joined America First with Sebastian Gorka to discuss what Russia's next steps may be and how America can deter Russia in the future. I do think that, you know, the Russians have uh, suffered what can only be described as a, uh, you know, a major humiliation in in Ukraine. I mean, this whole military campaign has gone extremely badly for the Russians. It's demonstrated, I think, incredible, you know, hubris on the part of, you know, Vladimir Putin. 
And the reality is that the Ukrainians, thanks to their tremendous you know, courage, bravery, plus also this, you know, the support of uh, you know, the US, UK and other key allies, uh, the Ukrainians have pushed the Russians back away from a key from many key parts of the country. Uh, the Russians are in retreat, in essence, and now consolidating their positions in the east of the country, especially in the Donbass uh, region. Gardner believes that the Russians are now playing defense, and that could work to Ukraine's advantage. We are, I think, expected to see what can only be described as, uh, you know, uh, an extraordinary series of battles to come in the coming weeks and, and months. But the Russians are now on the back foot. They're no longer really on the offensive here. And the Russians, I think, are in an incredibly precarious uh, situation. Gardner says that while Russian President Vladimir Putin may resort to weapons of mass destruction, it's imperative that America and our allies stand up to him. If Putin is pushed into a corner, you know, how will he respond? And, you know, uh, th th these, are, these are very important points. I mean, certainly there's a possibility that, you know, Putin may use chemical weapons in, in Ukraine. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Russians have used chemical weapons before Syria. They use them on British soil. They use them, uh, they use Novichok actually uh, in the city of Salisbury in the UK several years ago against a former Russian agent. Uh, and that, you know, killed a couple of British citizens. So, you know, and Putin's capable of using these, these kinds of weapons. We can't underestimate, you know, what he's capable of. But at the same time, you know, I'm of the view that, uh, you know, with bullets like, uh, you know, Putin, uh, you've really got to you've got to stand up to them. You know, you have to uh, to really demonstrate strength and resolve, because if he gets away with, you know, what he's doing in Ukraine, I'm in no doubt that he's going to set his sights further afield. When discussing the Biden administration's handling of the war in Ukraine, Gardner is not impressed. Biden is actually the weakest for the international leader on the Russian front and he's actually you know his administration is actually actively sitting down with the russians negotiating table uh, on the iran nuclear deal and so that tells you all we need to know about the hypocrisy of joe biden here uh, you know i think that you know our goal with regard to to russia is that we've got to i think degrade their capability to be able to wage war uh, and you know the sanctions that are in place will hit the russians hard ultimately gardner believes that the best deterrent for international tyrants is to have a strong president in the Oval Office. You know, biggest deterrent actually to, to Vladimir Putin is having a president in place in the White House who's actually going to stand up to the Russians as opposed to appeasing them, because that you know that's what Joe Biden has done for you know for a long time. Last week, Governor Greg Abbott announced that Texas will bus illegal immigrants to Washington D.C due to the Biden administration allowing Title 42, a measure that would allow the Border Patrol to turn away migrants due to the risk of COVID-19 infection. Another measure announced by Abbott ramped up efforts to inspect commercial trucks coming in from Mexico to counter human trafficking and the flow of illegal drugs. That measure is now slowing down some of the truck traffic crossing over from Mexico and impacting commerce. Business leaders are worried that further problems in the supply chain, already an issue due to the pandemic, will punish businesses and push clients to go to other border states, while others applaud Abbott's efforts to remain diligent on the border crisis. A new Rasmussen poll suggests that U.S. voters think America's illegal immigration problem is getting worse. 
and believe President Biden is doing a poor job of handling the issue. The survey found that 55% of likely U.S. voters believe the problem of illegal immigration is getting worse. Only 14% think the illegal immigration problem is getting better, while 27% think the problem is staying about the same. Justin Olson, a candidate for U.S. Senate in the state of Arizona, joined the Morning Answer in Los Angeles to discuss the failures of the Biden administration in securing the southern border. This is the latest of the reversals of the Trump-era policies. It's Title 42. It was something that was put in place as a COVID response to say we're not going to allow folks to cross our border illegally and bring in COVID into our country. Now the Biden administration is allowing this to expire and he's sending an additional signal to the cartels and to all who want to illegally immigrate across our borders that the borders are effectively open for illegal immigration and the cartels have taken over control of our borders. They've overwhelmed the Border Patrol and they're trafficking in substances that are killing Americans. It's got to stop. Olson says that the failure of the Biden administration to secure the southern border not only harms American citizens, but it hurts actual immigrants. The Biden administration has established policies that have left our border absolutely porous. And we've seen an increase of 341 percent of criminal non-citizen arrests in the first year of the Biden administration by the Border Patrol because of this overwhelming of the borders by illegal immigration. You know, it's absolutely got to stop. But this is just the latest example of the Biden administration demonstrating that they're refusing to enforce our laws and they're refusing to secure our borders. And they've not only created a dangerous circumstance for American communities by allowing this drug and human trafficking to occur across our borders, they're also creating a humanitarian crisis for the immigrants themselves. Olson says that the president's weakness on border security is being watched by adversaries abroad. It does not go unnoticed by our foreign adversaries. I mean, you look to sure. these hostilities that we've seen from Russia you know, and the concern about China. I mean, they see that the Biden administration does not even have the strength to secure his own borders of his own country. Olson went on to say that it's imperative that our border policies change. I'm concerned that we're going to see this continued overwhelming of the Border Patrol. You know, these caravans that that gather and and come and invade into our country and create these, these harmful circumstances for American communities and these inhumane conditions for the immigrants themselves. That's what I'm afraid of. We've got to reverse policies. You know, we've got to get back to the Trump era policies that demonstrated that they can secure our borders. It's mask on again in the city of brotherly love. Philadelphia became the first major U.S. city to reinstate an indoor mask mandate on Monday after reporting a sharp increase in coronavirus infections. With the city's top health department official saying she wanted to forestall a potential new wave driven by an Omicron subvariant. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett has more on this developing story. Philadelphia Health Commissioner Dr. Cheryl Bettigold says confirmed COVID-19 cases have risen more than 50 percent in 10 days, the threshold at which the city's guidelines call for people to wear masks indoors. The city is reporting more than 140 cases per day, a fraction of what it saw at the height of the Omicron surge, and hospitalizations remain low. 
But Bettigold says that the recent increase in infections indicates the city might be at the beginning of a new wave, and the city officials are seeking to stay ahead of it by requiring indoor masking. Health inspectors will start enforcing the mask mandate at city businesses starting April 18th. Bernie Bennett reporting. President Joe Biden on Monday took fresh aim at what he called ghost guns, privately made firearms without serial numbers that are increasingly cropping up in some areas in violent crime as he struggles to break past gun control opposition to address firearm deaths. The president says he's announcing new rules to try and rein in so-called ghost guns. The United States Department of Justice is making it illegal for a business to manufacture one of these kits without a serial number. Illegal. Illegal for a licensed gun dealer to sell them without a background check. The president argued that clamping down on these types of guns may save lives. These guns are weapons of choice for many criminals. We're going to do everything we can to deprive them of that choice. And when we find them, put them in jail for a long, long time. Law enforcement is sounding the alarm. Our communities are paying the price. Credit ratings agency Standard & Poor's is warning that Russia's first external default in a century now looks all but inevitable after another brutal week for that country's finances. S&P placed Russia under a selective default after the nation last Monday made about $649 million worth of payments in the Russian ruble, despite an obligation to pay in U.S. dollars. The rating agency went on to say that Russia does have a 30-day grace period before a default is declared, but said it doesn't expect the nation will be able to make the payments in U.S. dollars within the allotted time. Meantime, Moscow officials pledged to take legal action if Western measures to curtail its economy continue. Timothy Ash of Blue Bay Asset Management joined Bloomberg to discuss the economic situation in Russia. The reality is, you know, the invasion of uh, Ukraine and the sanctions that have been applied on Russia because of that uh, have been devastating. Are going to get worse, I think, because, um, you know, energy supplies or Russia's ability to supply energy to to Europe is going to diminish over time, whether or not there's an embargo this year or not over the medium term. Uh, you know, there will be massive uh, restrictions on, on Russian energy sales, and that's terrible for the Russian economy, right? So Russia is gonna, will be in recession this year and, and gonna, is going to be stagnated for, for years to come. Ash says that Russia is heading toward becoming an economic pariah. I don't think this looks great for Russia at all, right? I mean, they are being cut off from most trade Every day, almost, we see more sanctions. This is devastating for the Russian economy. The ruble may rally short term, but try trading it. <laughs> try trading the ruble. It's not a market, right? I mean, it's 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 kind yeah. of a, a Potemkin market, essentially, right? So um, I don't think it's looking good for Russia at all. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's going into an Iran-North Korea-style situation. That's terrible for Russia. Ash also believes that Russia will default. They probably are already in default already. I mean, the OFSA, OFZ payments that were due more than 30 days ago were not paid to foreigners. I don't understand why the rating agencies have not already declared that a default. As you mentioned, OFEC clearly have been playing a game of chicken 
with the Russians, they figured out the Russians do care. They do want to avoid a default, given their actions they've, uh, they've undertaken in recent weeks of trying to make payment. But I think Russia does go into default on uh, external debt when the general license ends on May 27th. Ash went on to explain what will happen to the Russian economy if default does occur. This time when the U.S. Treasury wants them to remain in default, yeah. it's going to be very hard for bondholders to negotiate with the Ministry of Finance to come out of default. So Russia will be in default for, for, for perhaps a decade. It's going to be like Venezuela, right? That means, you know, no access to international capital markets, very high costs of borrowing, even from the Chinese, no investment, no growth, low living standards. Uh, it's, it's a terrible outlook for Russia and Russians because of the invasion of Ukraine. Amazon hopes to overturn the historic union victory at one of its New York warehouses. Daybreak Insider's Jason Walker has details on that story. The company listed 25 objections in a legal filing saying the Federal Labor Board must order a redo election. A spokesman says the National Labor Relations Board acted in a way that tainted the results. It accuses organizers with the Amazon Labor Union of intimidating workers to vote for the union. An attorney representing the union calling that claim absurd. Jason Walker reporting. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins has been killed in an automobile accident near Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Authorities say Haskins was hit by a dump truck while walking on a highway. The Steelers and Washington Commanders, his former team, released statements extending their condolences. Former Ohio State University football coach Urban Meyer says Steeler quarterback and former Buckeye Dwayne Haskins was a great person and a great athlete. Best workout at that age I've ever seen of any quarterback in my career. And I thought, my goodness, we got something. And then you get to know him as a person, very strong in his faith. His sister and his parents were, I mean, it just, you got a lump in your throat, man. This is awful. And finally, Mimi Reinhardt, a secretary in Oscar Schindler's office, who typed up the list of Jews he saved from extermination by Nazi Germany, has died in Israel. Reinhardt was one of 1,200 Jews saved by the German businessman Schindler after he bribed Nazi authorities to let him keep them as workers in his factories. The account was made into the acclaimed 1993 movie Schindler's List by director Steven Spielberg. You need the secretary to one. I don't know how. They're all so qualified. You have to choose. Holocaust survivor Celia Benaz was saved by being on Schindler's List. It moved me from being, you know, taken to Auschwitz and killed to being taken to Auschwitz on Schindler's List and surviving. Mimi Reinhardt was 107. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.